Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street. Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street. MrDiceGuy.com and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on these next two episodes, we'll be talking about our top 50 board games. And Ryan, can you tell us what we're covering on the uh, on this episode? We're going to be covering our top 50 board games. We're going to be covering games... 50 through 21. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We are having a special edition. We are doing our top 50 board games. Editions. Editions, uh, yes. Plural. Um, uh, <laughs> Ryan, tell us why. Why we're doing this and what we're uh, what's going on with it. Yeah, because yeah, if you're listening to this episode, you'll probably see in the title that this is episode 49. And that next episode is going to be episode 50, the big 5-0. So that's why we decided, you know what? We thought we were just going to do our top 10 games for the episode 50. Ian gave us, like, well, why don't we just do our top 50? And we just kind of just went with it, I guess. So, yep, top 50 games. Although and, I've only been around for like eight episodes, so I'm only doing a top eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, and also we have uh, a feature uh, associated with these two episodes, um, courtesy of our sponsors. Ryan, tell us about that too. Yeah, so thank you to uh, Amazing Stories, Dragon's Dan Games, uh, and uh, Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge. They donated a buttload of games for us to give away because it's our episode 50 celebrations so listen to this episode and next episode there is going to be a series of questions you'll have to answer about the podcast and the more questions you get right the more entries you're going to have to win awesome yeah so- I, I i just i just picked some i picked some hopefully some easy ones that <laughs> some people some people don't have to go digging through the archives very much So as Ryan said, we have 12 prize packs of random games to be won. And to enter, you need to listen to this episode, episode 49, and episode 50 for five trivia questions about the show. The more questions you get right, the more chances you'll have to win. When you think you have all or even some or even none of the answers, email at ryan at cardboardconjecture.com with the subject, Happy 50th Episode. Your entry of an email will get you a ballot into the draw, and your uh, answers to the questions will get you even more. Okay, so then just before we start uh, our top lists, let's first identify uh, the, uh, the parameters of this list. So I'll start off by saying, for me, it has to be in my collection. And it's as simple as what game would I prefer to play over the other? And I just kind of went through and and uh, and ranked them according to that. And I mean, I would have once it you know the final list came through, I would have fudged here, you know, not fudged, but just adjusted here and there. But that's pretty much it for me is in my collection. And what would I rather play over the other? What do you guys have for criteria? Well, okay, so I did the same thing that it has to be a game that I physically own. Um, these are games that see regular play. Like they always come out at least once a year. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, most, but not all, I'm going to have to say most, but not all capitalized, <laughs> um, 
games that play good <laughs> or great with two players. Well, of course, most, yeah. Most, most of them. Not all. I have to highlight that in case somebody <laughs> tries to come back at me. Not all of them play great with two players. And then, of course, the fun factor. The fun factor takes top priority. Yeah. Over, over okay. everything. Cool. Ian. Yeah. I think I just went with, I have, there's a combination of how often I play it, but not always. There's going to be some on my list that I have hardly, I hardly get to play. Yeah. But they're so brilliantly designed, they've got to be on there. Yeah. And I think personal connection to me personally will show up a lot as well. Okay. I don't care about whether they play as a two player or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> well, that's, uh, well, your criteria is completely different. Cool. All yeah. right. So that's basically uh, the filters that we're using for these lists. So I Now let's like try this. What? Neither of us have seen each other's lists. No, we haven't. These, let's point these are that new out. to us. We I should mean... make predictions. We should each <laughs> predict a game that we think will show up on all three lists. Let's oh, do in that. all three. I know on what my three. pick is going to be. Okay. Mm, okay. I think I got a pick here. Okay, you go for it. I'm going to go last because I have to think about this. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm making a pick here, but I'm kind of fudging on my pick. Um, it'll be a Clank game. Okay. Either the regular Clank or Clank in space. Yeah, I think categories are fine. Yeah. My pick is going to be Terraforming Mars. I think that's going to be on all of our lists. Yeah, but that was that was the one that I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I am going to go with. Oh, what should I go with? Because um, I'm looking at my list here, and I know it's on my list, but I don't know what's going to be on your guys. Wingspan. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Wingspan. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that, well yeah, Plank, that's a safe bet. They Mars won everything, didn't they? <laughs> they even won our list. I think. Yeah. All right. Anything before we start? No, I want to change my pick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, uh, So should we get into these lists? Yes. Let's tuck into these lists. I'm excited. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I get to, uh, I get, I get honors here. I get to start. So let us start with number 50, Space Hulk Death Angel, the card game designed by Corey Kanitza and uh, published by Fantasy Flight Games. This is, I play this solo all the time. This is by far um, one of my favorite solo games because it's it's Aliens, the second movie, Aliens in a box card game. It's got wicked tension. That's my number 50. My number 49 is Near and Far by Ryan Lockett, published by Red Raven Games. It's my favorite Euro meets uh, a narrative kind of a, a choose your own adventure. So that's my 49. My 48 is Carson City. I have the big box edition, so I have all the bells and whistles. By Designed by Xavier George and uh, published. This one's published by Quind uh, White Golden Goblin or Goblin Games. Um, it is worker placement Western and uh town building love it i love the theme and uh it's by far one of my favorite one on the you know favorite uh, worker placement games so that was carson city number 48 number 47 is murano designed by inca brand and marcus brand published by lookout games uh this is probably the coolest rondell uh, um, mechanism with the gun- multiple gondolas going around and you're doing uh, uh, city building in the in the town um, I love it I absolutely love it so that's Murano number 47 number 46 Robinson Crusoe um, designed by um, Ignazi Trevichek I believe published by Portal Games Native. Uh, yeah um uh it is uh exploration done right um the it's just absolute chaos in a box and it's probably one of the most delicious solo games to solve so that is uh number 46 robinson crusoe number 45 brass birmingham um designed by martin wallace published by roxley games um this is such an awesome um uh like old school euro it's it's lancashire but better because it has beer 
Uh, that is uh, 45, Brass Birmingham. 44, At the Gates of Loyang. Uh, designed by Uwe Rosenberg. Published by uh, Tasty Minstrel Games. Um, this is this awesome Euro uh, kind of farming uh with some uh economics involved and uh it's i play this solo it's one of it's one of my favorite um uh, uwe games so that is at the gates of loyang uh number 44 number 43 akrotiri akrotiri i just gotta bring up my tab here akrotiri is designed <laughs> by jay cormier and senfun lim uh published by z-man games uh, I'm sorry, it's, this pegs higher than Targi for me because it's map building, exploration, puzzle. I just love uh, the variety and variability of that this game offers at a two-player um, uh, situation. So, yeah, Akrotiri. Uh, that was 43. Number 42 is Raccoon Tycoon. Uh, Raccoon Tycoon is designed by Glenn Drover and it's published by, I think it's Arrakis Games. Um, it is an awesome economics market speculation, uh, railroad building, juicy goodness. Um, uh, I, I just, I've never had a bad game in this. It was so much fun. That is number 42, Raccoon Tycoon. And the last in my first batch, number 41, is Nippon. Nippon is, bringing up my tab, designed by Nuno Bizarro's um, uh, Paulo Soldade, I believe, published by What's Your Game. Uh, this is <coughs> juicy economics game with some area control and some engine building, and it is... Um, it is turn of the industrial revolution set in Japan, um, and uh, it's one of my one of my oh, favorite your uh, econ not economics but that whole um, engine economics control game. So uh, number forty one Nippon, gentlemen, please review my picks. So you're saying Targi is not on your list. Targi's not on my list. Wow. Targi is 50, 52. I'm looking at it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this this does more for me than Targi just because of that exploration and map building. Interesting. Yeah. And Ian? I was also surprised I'm also oh. surprised that Brass was so low. I just don't have I, I have thought Bra I thought I thought Brass is going to be higher. Yeah, there's oh some of these that the more plays, the more they're going to climb, and I just haven't had that many plays of that. Yeah, I'm kind of Ian. feeling it. I'm feeling the same thing with brass. I don't brass won't be on my list, and I think it's just because I haven't played it enough. Yeah, um, but I think it has the potential to be because yeah. it's a really solid game. And also, you just said, okay, so you're doing go. the sequel, right, Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you said it's not. It's better but then than you La referred to Lancashire, Lancashire, which is the original. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It's just called Brass, just so we're. I know. We're familiar <laughs> with that. Well, if you add the subtitle. All right. Star Wars is Star Wars. It's not Star Wars: A New Hope, no That's matter true. what people say. Okay. So we oh, have and I, Ian. Oh, I also oh, want go to ahead. say, I really like that you picked Robinson Crusoe. That is a fantastic game. Oh, it's yeah. outstanding. Yeah. It's, You're right. It, it's it's a great exploration. It hurts. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way that the items keep coming back is awesome. The animals is awesome. I yeah. really like it. And yeah. Raccoon Tycoon, I think you made up. <laughs> <laughs> and Carson City's one I really want to play. I have never played it. Okay. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Okay, so that was my 50 to 41. Next up, Ian, what is your 50 to 41? 
Okay, here we go. So I don't know if you guys decided to make a statement with your number 50, but I did. <laughs> so here we go. So Political number statement. 50, Risk Legacy, which Ooh. is the first legacy game. I love the way that you can grow onto your factions. I love the changing rules and all the secret packages you get. It's a game I'll never play again, obviously, but <laughs> the experience was so good. I had to put it on this list. Okay. 49 is Archipelago. Which is a very interactive, very involved island exploration game. And there's a lot going on there. I always have a blast playing. It looks gorgeous. Archipelago. 48 is Bonanza. Which is a great trading game that just always seems to create lots of great table vibes. Players are always getting involved and lots of back and forth trading, making deals. Bonanza is always a good time. Number 47 is Root. I really love the idea of such very different goals and actions depending on who you're playing. And I, I kind of thought that the animal thing would be too kiddish, but it works. I really like it. So cool. Root. 46 is Cyclades. Because I love the puzzle of how you can steal that win. And Greek mythology is my jam. I love Greek mythology too. So Cyclades. 45 is Alumbra, which is a great classic hero. It's one of my wife's favorite games, and it's just always a good time to play Alumbra. Cool. 44 is an iffy one. I put Kalis on here, even though I haven't played it very often, but I think it's just such a solidly designed euro, and I always enjoy it when I do play it. 43 is Balderdash. <laughs> This is, I love it. It's a party game that allows for a lot of creativity and a lot of humor. I have, we have so many memories of things that we came up with during Balderdash. That's got to be on my list. Cool. 42 is the resistance. I love trying to figure out who the spy is and using logic, but also emotion. And I love the resistance. And 41 is Scythe. Because I love all the neat decisions you have on how to choose your actions and which goals to go for. I like the idea of all the different goals and then you choose which ones you're going to try to tackle in order to win. Those are my first 10 picks. Cool. Wow. Ryan, do you want to start? Well, fantastic pick at Scythe. Scythe has to be on the list. <laughs> yep. It's a great well, it game. It be, has to be on somebody's list. Um, Bonanza, Bonanza oh, being yeah. a, a little bit low, quite a little bit lower than I than I expected. I knew Bonanza for Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I love that game. Yeah, that's yeah. I, it's not. It didn't make my top fifty, but, but it's. I'll easily play that game. You didn't say that. It didn't make your. Oh no, it didn't. <laughs> okay, this episode's over. I I'm walking away. I think he had a a, a grand. Yeah, he just a, a blood vessel burst. Um. Uh, uh, Balderdash, that one threw me off. I, I'd never even thought <laughs> no. of party games, right? I'm not too big of a snob that I'm not going to put party games in here. Oh, nobody said anything I'm about being a snob. definitely putting party games in. Cool. Root, Root, um, ah, yeah, that's one that I didn't hit my list because um, I just have never had the opportunity to play it because uh, my my regular game group just did. I, that was one thing that's like I'd have to teach how to play all, you know, six different ways kind of thing and yeah and uh my, my sometimes my cousins are don't pay great attention right right <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it, trying to teach five peter griffins how to play a game it's but, a little cool. new to make a list like this but i put yeah. it on anyway no that's awesome nothing i mean no big surprises for me yeah solid solid ryan great you ready for okay. yours yep absolutely okay. I'm going to take the red correcting pen out now. <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got games up galore. Okay, here we go. All right. So my <clears throat> number 50, Galaxy Trucker. Ooh. Oh, I, I love the, uh, I love the real-time aspect of building up your ship. And then there's a whole separate other game where your ship is just going to absolutely get destroyed. And you're trying to just kind of like, just scrape by and get across that finish line with as much ship left as possible and as many goods it's always mm -hmm. it's always a blast we've had so many fun times just we we just watch p 
people's ships just get destroyed. Cool. Uh, Galaxy Trucker. Uh, number 49 is Trajan. It's a Steffenfeld uh, game. So there's got to be some Steffenfelds on this list. Oh, yeah. Got to be. And uh, this one, I just really like the uh, the Moncala action selection. It, it was very, it's very, uh, at the time, it was very unique and, and different. And it's very puzzly on how you have to try to pick your actions to get, uh, to be to be as efficient as possible. So, uh, yeah, 49 was Trajan. Number 48 is Blood Rage, <laughs> with is the Eric Lang, Simon, uh, Big Box, Monsters and Minis galore, area control with card drafting. Oh, uh, I can't say any of it. It, it, it checks off a lot. It checks off a lot of the boxes, and I know I'm going to get flack from Norm that it's so low on my list. Number forty-seven. Number forty-seven is Lorenzo Il Magnifico, designed by Simone Luciani and Virginio Gili, with my favorite uh, Italian designers. Uh, cool. Published by Simon, and yeah, this one's again. It's got real good, crunchy, puzzly Euro feeling to it it's absolutely brutal and you have to be efficient with your actions and uh the fact that it's a it's a work replacement game with dice but everybody uses the exact same dice when they get rolled it, i thought that was really kind of unique cool number 46 is genties by stefan risthaus by published by tmg games nice and genties yeah. is again a very uh got a very different type of action selection you're pulling these tiles off the board and they're taking up about a time you only have so much time to do your actions again a very efficiency like puzzle for your mm -hmm. euroness very no randomness other than when what order the cards come out in that's that's it yeah 46 genties really enjoyed all my other games of this number 45 this one pains me that it's so low <laughs> but number 45 is sagrada and it's a, I like to call it, it is Sudoku with dice. And I, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's so much fun. We play, we've played this a ton of times. Number 44 is probably the heaviest game, like complexity-wise, on my list. And that's Arkwright. Yeah. Which, you like me, I'm a math guy. And I love just sitting down for five hours doing a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much what this, pretty much what this game is, and just putting your guys to work and running those factories and producing goods, trying to do it better than everybody else, investing in stocks. Arkwright, yeah, it's, uh, I, lo I love that game. Number forty-three is Lisboa by Vital Lacerda and Eagle Griffin Games. Um, Oh my goodness, what can I say about this one? The art on this one is fantastic. Production values through the roof. And it's that Vital Lacerda charm where I have to do this action before I do that action. And I have to do this. And these two things are interconnected. So I got to make sure that I balance that. And there's, you can create your own end of game scoring with the decree cards. It's so cool. Number 42 is Terraforming Mars. And I, one. this is a... <laughs> Yeah, Ian Purdue, this is going to be on our list. I still enjoy Terraforming Mars. You have to play this one with the drafting variant, in my opinion. Um, it just makes it so much better. Um, I enjoy, I've enjoyed this at all player counts, even though the higher player counts get a little bit more. Um, the game gets a little bit lengthy, but I've enjoyed everything about Terraforming Mars, and I own all the expansions. And finally, number 41 is my first Alexander Fister game, which is Great Western Trail. Um, mm -hmm. always, always enjoyed Great Western Trail um, ever since the first time Norm showed me that one Christmas break and uh, cool. yeah the action selection and <clears throat> the uh, deck building aspects that kind of coincide very well together um, yeah we reviewed this one it blends really really well together yeah so 41 was Great Western Trail so it'll be interesting to see Ryan picked 50 games it'll be interesting to see how many designers are in there and how many repeat <laughs> designers he has yeah 50 he's already games got, with four designers <laughs> he's already got a feld game he's already got alexander fister he's already got um lacerda yeah he's already got the italian guys whose names i don't remember uh and, and, and i have a feeling they're gonna come all gonna come up again oh absolutely <laughs> okay so here we go with the uh first entry into the contest and what we're going to do is the very first question you have to answer is 
what was the very first game we reviewed on the show? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Ian doesn't know. He wasn't around then. I don't know. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And back to our list. We are at 40 to 31, and the script says we got Ryan doing a back-to-back. Oh, 40 okay. to 31. Totally forgot about that. Okay, here we go. Number 40 is Raiders of the North Sea by Shem Phillips and Ooh. published by Renegade Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, very unique type of worker placement game of the um, put one guy on the board, take one guy off the board, you're going to take two actions. Um, I thought that was always really, really neat. Um, when I first played this game, it just had a lasting impression on me. So Raiders of the North Sea at number 40. Number 39 is Wingspan. There it is. <laughs> it's on my list. And uh, designed by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemeyer Games. Like I said, this game really grew on me. I never thought it would ever make it onto a, my like top overalls type of list, but we do have a lot of fun. And like Ian says, it just seems to come to the table quite frequently. And uh, I've, I've, dev- I've never had a bad experience with the game. It's just that much fun. Cool. Number 38 is Tigris and Euphrates by Reiner Kinizia. And I have the Fantasy Flight Games version, and I, there's a bunch of different versions out there. Oh, this one is a very nice, thinky, very simple concept of a game. But man, the strategies that you have to employ in this game in order to do well at it just are very rich and deep. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's part of that Reiner Kinizia <laughs> tile-laying trilogy. It's so, so good. Number 37 is another tile-laying game, Patchwork by Uwe Rosenberg, oh, yeah, published nice by Lookout. Call. Lookout and Mayfair Games. Yeah, this is one of the first um, two-player-only games that are on this <clears> list. <throat> and we've enjoyed Patchwork, that the thinkiness of, oh, which piece do I have to put down? How far forward am I going to move on to that uh, turn order track? How many buttons am I collecting? Because my buttons are my income, and that's going to help me buy the other tiles. Ooh, yeah, Patchwork has always been a very, very good um, date night type of game. Number 36 is For Sale by Stefan Dora in Eagle Griffin Games. Oh, I've had so much fun <laughs> with For Sale in, in, in the past, and people know that I use it in my classroom for how to teach, and I like introducing the concept of like budgeting and risk and reward, and it plays so quickly. It plays great at like the pretty much all the player counts, but you have to really shine at like the five and six players, and the more people you have. Um, for Sale. Definitely a solid, solid game. Number 35 is Coimbra by Virginio Gili and Flaminia Brassini. So part of the Italian uh, designers, and it's published by Spiel. Coimbra is uh, a quite a recent game that really, really brought together the simple mechanic but very deep strategy on... All you're doing is you're, you're drafting a dice, but that dice has so many implications on what you're going to be doing on your turn. It's fantastic. <laughs> Number 34 is probably... It, I, it's at 34 just because it doesn't get played as often, but the fun factor of Number 34, through the roof, and I'm talking about Cosmic Encounter <laughs> by Bill Everly, Peter Aloka, and company. I mean, there's so many other designers by yeah. Fantasy Flight Games. Um Choose one of the bazillion alien races that you have in this game, and you're going to be the first to try to conquer five planets. And the negotiations and the alliances that sometimes don't even mean anything because I could have an alliance with Ian the entire game, but then I flip over that card and I have to battle and fight with Ian. (laughs) And now we have to uh, maybe negotiate or maybe I backstab him. 
Call we all know your history. You backstab. <laughs> I'm like, maybe? Absolutely. <laughs> Number 33 is Concordia. And oh, this was nice. like my next step forward after like the Settlers of Catan um, era and the action selection of uh, we all have the same hands of cards and we play them to take our act. But then you have to take an action to bring all your cards back. I always thought that was very unique. The race to build your buildings is if you're the first one there, it's cheaper than that. If you come after somebody, it's more expensive. And then all of those cards in your hand are also scoring. Mm hmm. Very, very fun. Very unique, different type of game at the time. Number 32 is Railways of the World by Martin nice. Wallace in Glendrover, Eagle Griffin Games. I've always enjoyed... This was my, kind of my first dab into the railroad, quote-unquote railroad type games. Yeah. And it's just so clean and simple. And the fact that you start off the game in the hole is, <laughs> is fantastic. In order to take your first action, you have to take loans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I've had success with many different types of games. Even brand new gamers yeah. um, can get into Railways of the World. And number 31 is going to be the most controversial because <laughs> it's, spl- it's a split. Okay. And the only reason why it's a split because both these games do the same thing. And that's the Seventh Continent slash Tainted Grail. And these are like my, these are my heavy solo games. They're I best with a solo. I totally see that. Yeah. And they're both exploration story narrative based. And they're both got this unique way of having encounters with what's going on around you. And they both take like a bazillion hours to complete the game. <laughs> so they both kind of do the same thing. Seventh Continent, Tainted Grail, slash Tainted Grail at 31. I don't Ooh. know. Should we make him pick one of them? No, because if you if you go back to our, our top tens, my number one was a split. So I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm fine. We'll let with him that. go. We'll let it go. Absolutely. It, I, I will. I will pick one if you if you force me to. Probably seventh continent. Yeah, seventh continent. Right. Yeah. Too. But they both do the same. They both have the same kind of system. The, I really um, like that you added patchwork and for sale in there. Get some of those smaller, smaller games. Oh, in there. they're, oh, they're yeah. just Big so respect. much fun. They're yeah. so respect. much fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't argue with any of those. I mean, except for the fact that Cosmic Encounters on there, and, and you know. That Are you not a Cosmic fan? I've never played it. Oh, jeez, man! Right. You gotta get on it. Yeah, no, I've never played it. Um, hmm, I haven't played Raiders either, <coughs> and, I, and the, of the Seventh Grail and uh, or Seventh Continent Grail, I haven't played either. But uh, oh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Concordia. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Cool. Anything else you want to throw uh, add to? Uh, uh, to uh, his his judgment, Ian. There's there's a few that we'll talk about later. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, shall I carry on to uh, to my forty to thirty one? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So my forty to thirty one starts off with um, Expedition Northwest Passage, uh, designed by Yves Tournier and published by Matago. I love my Matago. Um, this is Oh, what a fun exploration tile, drafting tile, laying, uh, action point selection, race. It's a ultimately it's a race game, and it's one of my you know uh, one of the race games I like to play a lot, just because it has all of those things. Um, it's gr- I love it. I love it. The tile placement, exploration. That's uh, my number forty-one. Or sorry, my number forty. Expedition Northwest Passage. My number thirty-nine. Clank in space. Um, that one, you know what? I'm for this next batch. I'm just gonna tell you why. Clank in space is such a, an enjoyable, fun experience deck building game that uh, it can be so cutthroat um, in regards to anyone who uh, wants to cut the game short. But uh, yeah, it's such a great fun game with with people who love to play. A solid little deck building game. So that's Clank at number 39. Number 38 is Black Orchestra. Uh, Black Orchestra is basically uh, World War II, um, try and assassinate Hitler cooperative game, um, much like the Valkyrie movie. And uh, man, it's, it's the best part about this cooperative game is that it's difficult, it's deep, things change on the fly 
there's a lot of tactical moves within this whole game to even try to give yourself the opportunity to try and win the game. So number 38, Black Orchestra. Uh, 37, CO2, Vital. Love my Vital. Um, uh, this one is the original, which is kind of like semi-co-op that uh, you're still trying to win, but you're not trying to blow up the, sorry, choke out the world. And basically, um, it is it is such an intelligent, streamlined um, kind of efficiency um, selection game. Yeah, Vital. It, oh, it's easy. You just make a pick and you do the action. But everything <laughs> triggers so crazily. Uh, so that's 37 CO2. Number 36, Black Angel. Um, we can just call this Trois, the sequel in space. Um, it does. I love my dice worker placement. Um, I love the you'll see how much I love the original that this is based off of. But I think they did a really good job on uh, creating a variable map as your ship is going through space. I really like that because it changes the variety of the game all the time. So that's 36, Black Angel. Number 35, Luna by Stefan Feld. Um, oh, nice. This one, um, probably if I played this more, would climb up the list. But this one is such a fantastic solo play that has so many routes to explore in regards to um, how you're going to be this crazy little moon cult trying to get to the temple and, and be the better of the priests. And uh, the, the area control in Luna um, is so delicious that it finds its way into one of my favorite games. So that's 35, Luna. 34, Signori. Um, like my dice, love my dice because dice hate me. And this one is, there's a lot of dice hate me, but I get to pick which one hates me the least. And uh, this has so many good choices in this game. So many different routes you can explore in regards to uh, um, uh, the, the game itself. Um, it's basically Renaissance Italy, um, if you haven't clued into that uh, uh, title theme. But uh, yeah, it's it's multiple choices of multiple dice and so much fun. 34, Signori. 33, I love me some Feld, so I'm going to put another one on the list. <laughs> Notre Dame, the 10th mm. anniversary edition with all the expansions. Um, I think this was one of the original dice or card drafting games. I think this precedes uh, Seven Wonders. Um, and uh, yeah, it's so much fun. It's Feld. There's point salad-ish stuff going on all over the place. It scales well. I think it's the only one Feld game, maybe one of few Feld games that plays up to five. So that's 33, Notre Dame. 32, Paladins of the West Kingdom. This is such a delicious heavy Euro uh, worker placement action select points whatever you want to call it there's just such a there's so much going on and it just makes your head explode it's so much fun and the art is awesome i love uh, whoever the artist does is for this whole series of uh of games. yeah uh so that's 32 paladins of the west kenning kingdom and wrapping this up 31 age of steam this is basically mm. railways of the world on um, uh, accounting 101 because of the uh, the auction system in the beginning and man this is one of those games that you can lose in round choice number one and uh, boy oh boy this uh, this this takes the whole uh, railway I think this was one of the the, the burgeoning um, uh, kind of doorstep entries into the 18xx world is age of steam so that's my 40 to 31 gentlemen critique away there's no way clanking space is this low i just don't get to play it <laughs> enough oh man <laughs> right? we talk about it so much and i was just but I, I thought it was going to be I, I just thought it was going to be higher i, I um, just don't get to play it enough and like we said before 50 to 20 they could be anywhere in that list any time of day any time of people, right? So I'm going to throw that one out there that it could be higher up on the list if I played it more. So 
Yep. And you had to put, yeah, you have to put Signori. You had to put Signori on. That was yeah. a great game. That's a yeah. great game. Boy, yeah. I'm, I don't know how to predict what you're going to pick because you're picking games that seem to come out of nowhere. I, <laughs> you're really baffling me. Well, like Expedition Northwest Passage did not expect something like that to come up. Oh, yeah. Black Orchestra. I know we had talked about it on the podcast, but. Oh, yeah. Wow. My game, my list is going to seem so populist compared to yours. That's for sure. <laughs> I really respect your pick for Age of Steam, even though I've never played it, but I feel like I should at some point. I, I feel like it would be on my list because I, you, like rail, I like Railways of the World, and yeah. Age of Steam is kind of like that next step. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't dipped my toes yet. Oh, <laughs> it's a frightening dip, man. Like I said, it's it's like one of those uh, um, uh, splatter games that you make the wrong choice and 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 move one and it's done. Yeah, I really want to play CO2. Ian, Ian, it's your third. It's your forty to thirty-one now. Okay, here we go. Get my pencil out. <clears throat> Number forty, King of Tokyo. Nice monsters in Tokyo. Great. Uh, is this a great way of taking the that playground King of the Hill idea? and putting it into a board game it's fantastic fun for all ages <laughs> five tribes is number 39 um i love it's wonderful the way that the board state is constantly changing and you always have to consider what could happen mm -hmm. and how what you do is going to change the board after you as well 38 is Memoir 44, nice. which is World War II in a box. It's a it's a two-player game, war game, that sets up different scenarios in World War II, specifically in France, but expansions basically make it global, and it's, it's a really good game. 37, this will be, I don't know what you guys will think of that, Scotland Yard. Nice. I love the tension of being Mr. X and being hunted by the other players across London. It's, yeah, very tense, and I really like it. 36 is Survive, mm -hmm. which is just an excellent game, one where you are trying to escape a sinking island and trying to avoid being eaten by sharks and sunk by whales. It's a great game for when players really want to be mean and nasty to each other. So if you don't like that, don't play it. <laughs> 35 is Agricola, which Ooh. I think is kind of one of the pinnacles of Euro theming because it actually feels like what you're doing. Like you feel like you're farming and I really respect that. And I think it's a great game. 34 is Pandemic, the co-op prototype game. I love the saving the world from a pandemic theme. And I loved that a long time ago. And <laughs> not the real. And here we are. <laughs> 33 is Coliseum, uh, a game where you are building a Russian or Russian <laughs> Roman Coliseum <laughs> and uh, putting on a whole bunch of different ex exhibits and trying to to please the emperor and the nobles. Uh, it looks great. The the little emperor. No meeples and stuff are awesome it's a very interactive game because it's got lots of trading and so players are constantly uh, actually playing the game with each other uh, it's always a good time 32 is dominant species oh. don't play it very often but it just works so well and really encompasses that survival of the fittest theme so in such a fantastic way that I love it whenever I do get a chance to play it. And 31 is El Grande. Nice. Yeah. It's it's very specifically a five-player game, though. I would not play it unless I had the full five players. Um, but the way that the game state always changes, sort of like Five Tribes, some it's always shifting and changing, and you just need to keep keep on top of that and and try to figure out how best to play and i think it's a it's a very groundbreaking game for its time and i think it very much stands the test of time mm -hmm. absolutely no absolutely cool uh, scotland yard great <laughs> pay the props <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i got i got uh, a, a scotland yard um 
uh, type of game oh, later. I know in my what list. it is. I think I know what cool. it is. Cool. Yeah. No. I um. Uh, there's a lot on your list that uh that I <coughs> that I uh, we might be talking about later. Mm. But um, yeah, Memoir Forty Four. That's one of the that's one of the ones that would have made my list had I have I've got a copy here, but I don't have the opportunity to play it. Right. So that's one of those things. It's like mm, it would. I know yeah. it would be up there. You yeah. kind of need to find like I've I have one specific friend that I play that game with, and so yeah. when it's just the two of us on a yeah. game night. Well, like, well, let's let's hammer out another battle of it, and it's really it's great. Yeah, for, for me, Memoir Forty Four had to had to compete with uh, a game that we're going to be hearing pretty quick here, so I'm not going to say okay. too much about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, survive. I played what was the outer space? Is that what, you, what you? Yeah, were? the space version. Yeah, yeah, the, that's one of the. Yeah, if you don't like take that, or if you if you take offense to people coming at you, that is definitely not a game you should be touching. <laughs> Students love it though. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Tell me why. Yeah, tell me what teenager yeah. doesn't like to take a shot. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, uh, we are going to pause for our contest question. Okay. So the second question to get another entry into the contest is, which episode was the first appearance of Ian? Dun, dun, I don't dun. know. <laughs> Not even Ian knows. <laughs> I don't even think he, he might have to go back and figure that one out. This episode is proudly supported by Mr. Dice Guy online board game retailer located right here in Saskatoon. Mr. Dice Guy is always stocking the hot new titles as well as restocking all time favorites. They even have a ding and dent section for previously played titles. They offer free shipping across Canada on all orders over $200 or free local pickup if you're in the Saskatoon area. Check them out at MrDiceGuy.com. Saskatoon's Mr. Nice Guy is Mr. Dice Guy. <laughs> all right, back to our lists. Ian, we've got you going 30 to oh, 21. I'm going again, okay. Back to back. All right, here we go. Dust off the slate. Yeah. Okay. We're coming up to the to the second half of the list as we go halfway through this, so that's pretty crazy. Here we go. Number 30, I have Concordia. I love the idea. So it's a it's another Roman, ancient Rome one, but this one you're merchants and you're spreading throughout the empire and and uh, producing and selling goods. I love the building a card deck that are your actions yeah. and how you spread your trade route and how you manage your resources. It's all fantastic. 29 is Hive, which is nice. one of my favorite two-player games. And I love how the pieces make a floating board that is constantly shifting and changing. And it's very involved in the, your strategy as well because you can't break that board. 28 is Vegas Showdown. Nice. I love going to Vegas, cool. and I also love this game about Vegas, where you're making your own casino. Uh, it's got a great bidding aspect and a great building aspect. 27 is Can't Stop, which is dice rolling goodness. <laughs> 26, Acquire, which is kind of the ultimate proto-Euro game. Yeah. Um, it's about collecting stocks in these hotel companies and drawing tiles and using the tiles to grow your companies uh aesthetically it's very much from the 60s but gameplay wise it's it still feels pretty modern so mm -hmm. choir is great 25 and this is the newest game on my list i should probably not give that spoiler away but it is because i i hesitate to put such a new game on the list and have it be so high as 25 but it is wingspan because it has made that much of an impression on me. I I love the artwork. I love the gameplay. I just it's just one of those games I can sink right into. Cool. 24 is Merchants and Marauders, which I think is the ultimate pirate game. And it really feels like you're just free to do whatever you want on that board going around with your ship. 23 is Orleans. 
I love the way you manage your bag full of workers and how they combine on those action spaces and you got to figure out which worker is going to go where and what actions do I want to do now. Mm-hmm. 22 is Small World. I think my favorite parts about Small World are combining the powers with the races and coming up with some really funny and interesting <laughs> cool races. And I really like the in-decline concept so you can play multiple of those races throughout a game. And 21 is Zolkin, which is one of the all-time great worker placement games. And I think it's got a genius timing mechanic. The, the ancient Mayan game with the big wheel in the circle that moves everybody up a space every round you go. And it really play, makes for some interesting planning. So those are my picks. Right on. I haven't played a few of those, man. Hive, I've I've always been curious about that one, but I've never played it. I like I like my abstract stuffs, but so yeah, Hive yeah. is great. Hive, yeah, is great. you should play it. The um, um, Acquire would be on my list if I owned it. Oh yeah, Ooh, I yeah. think Acquire would be on my list if I owned it. I I've only played it a few times with Norm. Yeah. at the at the game night and yeah. Wow, it's a good one. It's a good one. And when you think that it was made in the early '60s, oh, like it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Merchants and Marauders. I've never played that one, but I hear it's like sand, uh, like a pirate sandbox game. And I, mm-hmm. my familiarity with that sandbox kind of style is Western Legends, right? I think Ryan, oh, yeah. when you and I played this, you said, "Oh, if you never played Merchants and Marauders, it's very much like this, but you're pirates." And I went, yeah. "Oh, that sounds like fun." Yeah, we should give a game of that going. Yeah, Orleans, respectful, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. I th- I definitely thought Zulkin was going to be in the top twenty. It oh yeah, it was close. It was close, man. I've yet to play. Zulkin. And you're it might it might bug you what's number twenty <laughs> because I'll just say they're very connected. Okay, they're very connected games. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, that's a. I, I can't argue with Vegas Showdown. I played that one at uh, at TuneCon. I think with Ian and Ryan. Yeah, maybe. And um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Absolutely. Yeah, fun the day. auction part and then building your casino. It, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, um, uh, Ryan. I believe we have you. Uh, you coming up next, man? Okay. Here we go. So number thirty for me is Village. By Marcus and Inca oh, Brand. Oh yeah, <laughs> another brand it, game. Nice. Oh, it's so it's so good. It's that worker displacement where you're taking the cubes off to take your actions, but then those cubes could also do things for you. Um, oh, and there's so many different things that you could have to think about, and what's your strategy? And yeah, very very clever design. <laughs> the uh, the expansions just add to the complete to the depth of the game. Village. Okay, 29 is my most complex worker placement game, and that is Anachrony by David Turksey in Mind Clash Games. This is everything that I want in a worker placement game. It's got tons of theme of the time travel aspect where you really the time travel is it's a loan. You're borrowing, you're getting things from the future, and if you don't pay them back, you're going to create anomalies and space-time continuum disruptions and then you have these gigantic mechs that you put your workers into and you have to send them out into the desolate worlds and everybody has a separate end game scoring condition and if you don't meet that you can't win the game uh it's a fantastic you're in for a long haul though it's a long it is a long game and it's got a fantastic solo mode number 28 is roll for the galaxy and only because I have Roll for the Galaxy because I don't own Race for the Galaxy. <laughs> but I've always had such a great time with Roll and the ways that you can... Uh, the, the the dice rolls, you can get unlucky with dice rolls, but there's so many different tiles and powers that you can mitigate that luck. And yeah, um, I own Ian at this game. I'm just going <laughs> to yep. throw that in. Uh, Everybody number- does. Anybody who plays me does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 27 is Seven Wonders Duel um, one of our most played two player games for Jen and I it takes that core concept of Seven Wonders um, with the drafting but you have a structure that you're drafting the cards from you can kind of see what's kind of coming up and you can try to gear your partner your, the, the opponent to try to draft something that they don't want to draft Oh, fantastic three different win conditions great 
Number 26 is probably, uh, let me take a look here. Yeah, it's probably one of the newest games on the list. And I think it's like with you, but I have so much fun with it. And that's 26 is Maracaibo by Alexander Fister in Capstone Games. I love playing this game, period. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Number 25 is Euphoria, Build a Better Dystopia by Jamie Stegmeier and Alan Stone, Stonemeyer Games. I love this dice worker placement because of that whole um well what's what's the reference you always throw out there, Norm? That Logan's that dystopian, run, that Logan's run feeling and you're yeah. trying to trying to keep your happiness, but you don't want your workers to be too smart or as they run away from you. Oh, and then there's kind of some somewhere semi co-op a- actions there. Very, very cool game, Euphoria. Twenty-four is the first game I ever owned thanks to Ian, that's Alhambra. Nice. And still one of our, by Dirk Hen, Queen Games. It's still one of our, we still bust this one out on a quite a regular basis. And I have the Mega Game Box, which has like all like 44 expansions in it. So the the, the replayability of this one for us is through the roof. We love enjoy it. We, we enjoy every game. 23, did not make the top 20. <laughs> Splendor. <laughs> by Mark Andre. I had to throw this one for 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 Norm, but Splendor is one of those games that we just have always enjoyed. It's like a pure engine builder, uh, drafting cards, collecting gems to try to make you buy better cards and more points. And Splendor, it, it, it's 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 fantastic. If you don't know what it, it just came out, Marvel Splendor just came out. So if you like the Marvel theme, then you might you might like it that way. Number twenty two is a game that Ian has already mentioned. That's El Grande. And I agree with Ian. You have to play this one full player count. It's absolutely fantastic. The area control mechanism, the card drafting action selection. Yeah, it, Ian's already t- talked about it. El Grande is fantastic. And not making the top 20, one of the best two-player games that plays more. I would never play this with four players, even though I have, and it absolutely sucked. And that's Grand Austria Hotel by Simone Luciani and Virgiano Gigli. Um, (laughs) again the the Italian designers Um, oh it's a dice drafting game where you are trying to build a hotel and put and serve your customers cake and strudel and wine and coffee and then put them to bed in their rooms and the person who can do that the best is going to win the game and it's it's a fantastic puzzle it's just unfortunate that in the higher player counts the downtime between turns sucks so that's why it, it we play it quite a bit because two player is awesome i was not expecting that one so high that's crazy cool. we do play it quite often yeah so that's cool. your uh that's your 30 to 21 that was my 30 to 21 the um i think five of them i have not played before yeah. Have you played Village? No, that's one of them. I haven't played Village. I haven't played Anachrony. I haven't played Roll. I haven't played Seven Wonders Duo. And uh, I played Grand Austria Hotel at Falcon with Ryan and absolutely loved it. Absolutely. If, if, I had, if I owned this game, it would be on my top 50. And you know what? Funny enough, Splendor just missed my list. <laughs> just <laughs> at like... Missing number, joke. Does he hate it? Or at what? like oh, no, 570. No, Norm it is kind of like, like the white bread of board games, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's the it's, best thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Maracaibo. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lumbra, I knew would be on your list. Mm-hmm. Maracaibo, I knew would be there. It's pretty high though. So yeah, far, I'm... you guys have mentioned a game that is is a lot higher on my list that I'm kind cool. of holding back on gushing over. So yeah. That's a good um, list, man. Yeah. Roll for the... Okay, I got to throw this to you. If race... Because I don't know why you guys picked only ones you own, but whatever. <laughs> if race was uh, eligible, he, yeah. what would happen there, Ryan, between roll and race? I got to know. No, I, I like I like roll better. Okay, I, de- I, definitely, I definitely do like roll better. That's just because... Dice over cards? <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, I don't know. I don't know what is it is. I don't know. I just, I just, I just like the, I like the fact of the rolling of the, like, yeah, it's the, the rolling of the dice and assigning your dice to take your actions. 
It is very good. I usually think dice games of popular games are pretty lame, but I actually really like Roll for the Galaxy. Cool. You guys ready for my uh, 30 okay, to 21? There we yeah. go. Round out the episode, Norm. Wrapping it up. All right. So at number 30 is Flamme Rouge. This is a bicycle racing game where you're using a sprinter and a, and a blocker kind of system. And um, as far as card play mechanism goes with the theme, this game is awesome. It does such a spectacular representation of a bike race. The, and the variability is insane. I, I just absolutely adore this game. So um, that's number 30, Flamme Rouge. Uh, 29. This is the Memoir 44 um, snubber, and this is Undaunted Normandy. This is my newest game on the list. And uh, man, this game is World War II card drafting deliciousness. And uh, man, do they ever, do they ever creatively... Uh, you know, use the um, ex uh, elimination of your soldiers with the cards. Such a such a beautiful manner. So that's twenty nine. Undaunted Normandy, uh, twenty eight. Wildlands. This is uh, Dungeons and Dragons paintball with cards. Uh, the coolest thing is the <laughs> interrupting. Said. Yeah, coolest <laughs> thing is the interrupting mechanism where um, you can, at any moment's notice, if you have the right cards, you can interrupt somebody's play and sneak in and take the points. This game uh, is such a fun game with a full count. Uh, that is number twenty-eight, Wildlands, also known as D and D paintball. Uh, Twenty-seven, Five Tribes. Nice. Everything mentioned before. I support and add the idea of what a crunchy puzzle to solve as a solo game. The, uh, brilliant. I just can't, I, I can't gush enough over this game. Um, how uh, it, 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 is, uh, it is just a uh, variable beauty of a tapestry to play. 27, five tribes. 26, acquire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is probably um, the granddaddy of the list, short of the next one coming up. Acquire is not my oldest pick, but Acquire is probably, as far as the economic kind of games go, just making money. This is by far holds its own spectacularly amongst these young bucks. 26, Acquire. 25 is the oldest game on all of our lists, and that is Crokinole. <laughs> it is the best dexterity game bar none with the best beautiful drama that anyone can ever explore in a uh, in a dexterity game. So that's Crokinole at 25, 24 Spirit Island. What can be said about Ooh. Spirit Island but Catan fighting back? Um, this is uh, again only explored through the solo mode but whole oh boy oh boy is this ever a fun game to play because things can just cascade out of control what for the good and for the bad so what a beautiful game uh, spirit island uh, where the island gets to have fun 23 euphoria building a better dystopia mm -hmm. like ryan said the dice worker placement is so much fun. It is Logan's Run, the board game for me, uh, because I'm showing my age. Everyone, everyone's already googling. What the heck is he talking about? Um, yeah, this is uh, this is Stonemaier um, Beauty by far. Uh, Twenty-two mentioned before. Trajan, Steffenfeld. Love me, my really? Steffenfeld. Um, Trajan to me is basically a smorgasbord of smaller contest games on the board and and it's such a brilliant Moncala puzzle that uh speaking of Moncala's back at 27 five tribes um is pretty much what attracted me to this game so 22 trajan and rounding out uh my list is 21 london second edition this is the most fun engine building game ever because you don't just build one big engine that can be boring you build all of these engines these smaller ones and just run them run them run them if it's not running nice you get some different cards change it run it run it and of course it's martin wallace so 
there's poverty aplenty. There's ways to lose <laughs> money like a bad check getting bounced down the street. So 21 London second edition card engine building gloriousness. That's my 21, 30 to 21. Gentlemen, conclusions. Nice list. <laughs> I think, uh, do we get extra points, Norm, for having a choir at the same spot on our lists? I, I noticed choir that. 26? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Euphoria is 23, and I think Ryan was 25 for you. Uh, Euphoria was 25, yeah. Yeah. So right around the same place. Yeah. I'm interested to see if Trajan is your highest feld or if there's something else. So we'll, we'll see. No, there's there's a higher feld. I know there's a higher feld on his. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I had no idea you liked Five Tribes so much, so that's kind of cool. Well, um, it's it's such a beauty solo play, right? And and yeah. that's what I've been doing a lot. So yeah. Flam Rouge, you just picked because you're French. Because uh, I can pronounce it properly. <laughs> Bill, I, that's short of uh, Expedition Northwest Passage. That's that's just such a fun race game. Like I got rid of uh, was it uh, the what's the card the car racing one Downforce? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got rid of that one because this one is is to me I enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I thought I thought Flam Rouge was actually going to be in your top twenty. I thought Crokinole was going to be. I was. Sure props props to Crokinole. I thought it was going to be in the top 22. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Um, my Kickstarter May Day board is coming in this week. So in about uh, two weeks, Crokinole could be top five. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how juicy that board is. Yeah. And Spirit Island is one that we've been getting into recently. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's an interesting challenging game. I think it's hard to find where your challenge level's at because there's so many pieces you can add and take away. And I think my group is having trouble figuring out where our challenge level is because at the, at the point, like we're beating it all the time. So we got to add more. Find that tipping point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And London, I really want to play that one. Oh, it's a great game. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, uh, We'll go and wrap up the, there's going to be a third question. To the our, contest. Our third question. And the third question is, what do all three of us do for our jobs? I don't know. No, sarca- <laughs> no sarcastic <laughs> answers either, please. Yes. All awesome. Right. Well, that's uh, rounding out this episode. So uh, let's close this out by saying, uh, if you've made it this far as usual, thank you so much for tolerating our buffoonery. And um, uh, I thank you very much. Uh, I've, I am Norm, your host, and... I've been Ryan. And I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. For Top 20. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, Guild number 3039.